Welcome to Thetterbed Network and I'm your host Hailey. I'm so eager to announce our first guest on our new segment, No Barriers. If you haven't had a chance to catch up, then please flick back to the previous episode to hear about the drive behind launching the No Barriers segment to the podcast. Our first guest on No Barriers is Alex Turpin. She manages sales and marketing in the Annabelle Nation stable. We talk about her career path from PR and marketing in London to a global tech company in Australia before arriving at Comor Stud in the Hunter Valley. Alex fell in love with horses through show jumping and now finds herself in one of Sydney's most progressive stables. She's been able to combine her education in horses to find herself a career within her industry. I hope you enjoy Alex's journey so far. Okay, this week we're joined by Alex Turpin from the Annabelle Nisham Racing Stable. Thanks so much for joining us. Thanks for having me. (laughs) So, um, Alex... You've got quite an interesting role here, actually, which is almost a new role within racing. What is your role, Annabelle Newsham Racing? Yeah, so um, day-to-day, probably sales and marketing predominantly. Um, I think being a new business and um, sort of starting out over the first 12 months, it's been a little bit more than that and jumping into different areas as and when it's needed, but it's quite good. You know, it gives a lot of excitement. (laughs) So... We might actually just go back a little bit to the start because you've not ever been in, involved in uh, the racing industry, but you have been involved with horses before. Mm. Yeah. So growing up as a kid, horse mad, absolutely horse mad. Mum and dad just couldn't sort of understand where it came from, but I was just always desperate to have ponies as a child. Um, got my first pony when I was four and then <laughs> continued all the way up till I was about 19, sort of competed quite heavily in show jumping all the way through. So yeah, horses were a huge part of my life, um, but never really thought that I would work with horses. Sort of, I, I hung everything up when I went to go to uni and, and thought that would be it. Um, and now here I am again <laughs> back <laughs> with around. them. Yeah, back with them. So, so what did you study at uni? So it is sports science. Um, so. I was always sort of quite very sporty and rowing was predominantly my other sport. So I was, you know, at school, I was sort of managing show jumping and rowing together. Um, So it was two kind of different sports to be doing. Um, But they were, you know, they were great. Um, But I had to sort of choose one one or the other. And I I went with the rowing just because it was probably less expensive. I was just about to say. <laughs> for mum and dad. Is it less expensive? Yeah. I mean, all you need is is a boat and the water. So, <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah. So when I went to uni, I studied sports science and I actually worked as a rowing coach for three years at one of the girls' schools in Oxford um, and sort of had left show jumping there when I was 19. And that was it. We didn't see horses for quite some time. No, not at all. And <laughs> and hadn't really considered getting back on board or anything. And I think I was always very competitive. So, you know, a friend saying, oh, do you want to come and hack out my horse with me? It just didn't really. I was like, oh, thanks. But no, thanks. You know, <laughs> if it was going to be a competition, then probably I would have said yes. But yeah. And so then you were you sort of you grew up in the countryside. Yeah. In Hampshire in the UK. And then you sort of made your way to London. Yeah. What did you do in London? So I um I was so as I said I was at uni and had been working at this school and they said, you know, do you want to a position as a full-time PE teacher and I was umming and ahhing about it and I wasn't fully convinced as what I wanted to do. So 
I thought a lot of my friends had moved to London. It sort of seemed to be the, you know, the done thing. So I thought I'd be a sheep and follow the crowd. And (laughs) (laughs) um, I ended up doing a three-month unpaid internship for a PR agency. Um, And that just sort of gave me a bit of, gave me an introduction into the PR and marketing world. And they then offered me a full-time job at the end of that internship, which I then took. Um, So I stayed with that agency for just over three years Okay, amazing. Mm. That's actually um, such an interesting field to be in, and especially in the heart of London. Mm. Um, you would have been spoiled for choice. <laughs> no, it was good. London was um, London's a great city, and sort of I think going straight from uni into London with the, most of my uni friends, it didn't really feel like we'd left. <laughs> um, but no, it was great. I loved I loved working there for that time. But I sort of when I made the decision to move to Australia, I'd never. Lived overseas. I was always quite keen to go to somewhere like Australia. So London sort of did its period for me. And then I thought I'm going to go and try something else now. What um what attracted you to Australia? Out of everywhere in the world, why did you think Australia? Yeah, well, I think Australia obviously has a very big reputation for being very sporty, outdoorsy. The sun, I think, helps a lot. But <laughs> definitely sort of the sport, you know, and, and outdoorsiness of it, Um was always attractive for me. My brother had spent a lot of time in Australia. Okay. Um and he'd always said it's great. You should go and go and do a stint over there. So, yeah. <laughs> you came out here. Yeah. So, what was your did you come out here specifically to travel or f- to work? Um I'll probably be- say what every British person says now, <laughs> but sort of came over thinking that I'd do a 6-month stint, you know, probably work work a little bit on the side and then see what happens um so yeah initially came over without a job um based myself in sydney lived with a friend who i knew from the uk and just saw what happened um and yeah i'm I'm two years in and haven't really considered going home so (laughs) as everyone says i think that's annabelle's story as well (laughs) i know i know the story well yeah (laughs) Um, so you've sort of came in, you've, you've came to Australia, you've got a bit settled and you've decided you're going to extend your stay. Yeah. Um, and so you had to complete your farm work. Yeah. Um, so how, how did you go about getting in contact with Coolmore? So I had a friend who was in the UK who actually worked, did a stint over here working for Gay. She was one of her track work riders for a couple of months. I sent her a message and I said, look, I need to get my farm work sorted. Makes sense for me to do it with horses. You know, I can ride, albeit I hadn't ridden for a good couple of years, but I thought I can just pick it up again. And she said, oh, I'll try Godolphin or Coolmore. So I emailed them both. And it was sort of just as we were going into the first lockdown. So I think it was like March or something. Um, so it was a bit of a funny time for everyone and no one was really sure what was going on. But Coolmore very... Luckily, you know, took me in and said, yep, you can have a job with us doing, you know, helping out with the breaking in. Um, And so, yeah, I feel like I landed on my feet because I was leaving the city at the perfect time when everyone was going into lockdown and I was, you know, (laughs) heading off. Yes, into the country fields. Yeah. (laughs) Um, So you had spent six months at Coolmore. So how did your role evolve there? Yeah. So I started off um, doing the breaking in. Um, so they break in, you know, quite a few of their own horses plus a couple of others. Um, and I'd done a bit of breaking beforehand in the UK, but not sort of on a 
uh, structured sense in the way they do it. So yep. it was great. It was so it was it was amazing to be working with you know the caliber of thoroughbreds that I was, and um, and also just to learn a lot more about the Australian racing side of it and the breeding that I had absolutely no idea about. So um, so yeah, it was good. That so that was basically your first taste yeah. of the thoroughbred industry. Yeah. What was your thoughts at the end of this? I mean. <laughs> I couldn't, I think I was very shocked at sort of how lucrative the industry is over here. Um, especially, you know, a beautiful farm like Coolmore and the stallions that they've got on the farm. I think I was sort of <laughs> eyes open, but I thought, wow, this is this is quite cool. This is an industry for yeah. me. So, you know, you've, you've sort of, you've done your first six months at one of the best nurseries that Australia <laughs> has to offer um, with the most gorgeous breeding and mm. amazing horses so at this point were you what how were you thinking about you wh- where you were going to go now like was PR marketing still in the back of your head or were you starting to look at horses again now like how did that evolve yeah I um I think where I'd spent those that time in London and I was quite client facing I was always keen to get back into doing something that was a bit more client facing as much as I do love the horse side of it and you know definitely riding out and something I I really enjoy but I definitely get a kick out of being client facing so I was I just had started putting feelers about just to see you know coming back to Sydney what what could be around that was a bit more you know using my experience that I had you know the PR and marketing side and, and what I could maybe do to combine the two um so someone then put me in touch with Annabelle and sort of said you know perhaps have a chat with her she's just starting up she could do with you know, hand on that side of things. And initially <clears throat> I was just going to do, I think a bit of marketing, maybe, you know, ride a couple of morning and, um, and that's, that's how it was going to start. And <laughs> it's evolved quite a lot since then, but all, all for the good. Yeah. Like it, it is, it is a newer role. Like, you know, I think, uh, when you think of a racing stable, a lot of the staff are heavy orientated with the horses. Yeah. Um, they obviously have offices, but I don't, really, I don't really think it comes to the forefront of people's minds when they think of the thoroughbred racing industry. Yeah. So, um, I, I mean, I think Annabelle coming up in the training ranks, she's, she's a young up-and-coming female who's kicked every goal that's been presented to her. But yeah. I think it's so refreshing to see her flesh out a really good competitive team that look yeah. after all aspects of the business, really. Yeah. Were you aware that this was a role within the industry? No, I had absolutely no idea. I mean, I, uh, you know, businesses can always be marketed well. So I always thought, you know, marketing could be a good one to do. But the the sales side of it, not really. And, you know, I'd sort of come in, obviously not knowing, not having a bloodstock background. And I thought, oh, how am I going to go <laughs> selling horses? But um, I think being around, you know, Annabelle so much, I've managed to pick it up quite <laughs> well from her. Um, and I just, you know ask her as many questions as I want so yeah I I definitely had no idea about the sales side of it and you know that that was a part of the business really. So you've you've departed Coolmore and you've arrived in in Sydney with Annabelle yeah what what was day one like? We actually came to the uh, ready to run sales here on the first day and I was so shocked I just I'd, I'd never, I mean, I'd done the, I'd, I'd been to the Magic Millions with, you know, representing Coolmore, taking, you know, their yearlings there. But I don't think I really sort of appreciated how heavily involved the trainers were from their buying 
aspect. Um, and then, you know, that it was their full responsibility to then sell down these horses. And I don't know, I think I'd always maybe just presume that it was syndication companies doing that or something. Um, so it was great. Yeah, it was great to sort of see that that was, you know, a whole area that I had no idea about. And yeah, it was good. That must have been so refreshing for you. I just feel like someone with your skill set must have been looking at this going, this is fun. Yeah, I um, <laughs> I, I actually remember sort of getting home on my first day and I th- remember calling my parents thinking, yeah, this is really cool. I had a bit of like fire in my belly and thought, <laughs> this is good. <laughs> um, so how long have you been with Annabelle now? So just over 12 months. Okay. How much has the role changed in that 12 months? Yeah, I mean, it's... Probably a lot. <laughs> I think as, you know, obviously when I started with Annabelle, she would have had, you know, around 20, 30 horses in work. And, you know, that number's obviously increased quite a lot. Um, <clears throat> obviously the media attention that she's generated just from, you know, how she is as a trainer and her results, that's that's something else that, you know, I've been kind of, she she does all of that side of it herself, but it's something that I've been able to sort of share with her too. Um, and yeah, just sort of building up a client basis and, you know, existing clients and even new clients coming into the stable sort of today and tomorrow. Um, yeah, it's been, it's been very fun. What would, um, what would your daily routine be like? What would, what would be, how would a Monday go for you? Oh my gosh. I mean, it completely varies. It can, Annabelle's very good. She, um, she can, she very much lets me sort of not, I I don't want to say do what I want, but, um, she sort of lets me mold my day as to what I need to do. So, you know, if I say I'm going to come into track work and film a couple of gallops, yep, that's fine. If I say I want to go and meet this client, she's like, yep, that's fine. So I'm quite lucky that the role is very flexible. Um, And I also think, you know, that's, I I remember Annabelle saying this to me, that no day will ever be the same. And it it really, really isn't. (laughs) (laughs) It's not racing. It it doesn't have a... A book does it that no. said we should be doing this on a Tuesday. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And, you know, I speak to some of my friends in other industries and, and they all say, oh, my gosh, this sounds so amazing. And, you know, it's not sort of you're not in this set rigid structure yeah. of what each day looks like. And it's uh, I'd almost say it sort of doesn't really feel like work. <laughs> in a, it's in lucky. A yeah, I know. <laughs> No, I I I understand that because the industry is so, it's so unique, and um, you know a lot of the times people that people that watch it they see it on a Saturday and then they wait yeah. for the following Saturday. Yeah. But there's so much more depth to from as you say, like when you first came onto to the sales complex, seeing us purchasing horses. Yeah. Which are now racing and winning Group Ones yeah. and are now yeah a, a big part of the success. So it must have been so refreshing to come. To work for someone like Annabelle, who was so open, yeah, and wanted a team that she could teach, but she could also grow with. Yeah, she's um, she's also quite good, and I think she always says this is how sort of Kieran helped her, just sort of give them the responsibility, and you know they'll you know sink or swim basically. But you know, yeah. I think that's the best way to learn. Yeah, um, you definitely, and oh, knowing that you've got the support there to ask, you know, Annabelle and Todd like I can just pick their brains all the time. <laughs> Um, they might find that a bit annoying, but <laughs> so um, we're based here at Warwick Farm. Is yeah. 
is the main this is where the main office would be would everyone be in there at the one point yeah at some point yeah whether so, it's in the um, day or the week or yeah yeah no definitely so there's Zanabelle, um todd our assistant uh brian who's a little bit more sort of you know in and out of the office because he's sort of you know out inspecting and things he's the bloodstock manager um myself and then we have talia who's our office manager okay and and what about annabelle's wee dog Morris. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh God, me and Morris have a bit of a love-hate relationship. I'm either screaming at him because he's chewing he's something just or... In, I see him everywhere <laughs> and he does not look safe at all. Yeah, I mean, I know. He he is, he's, yeah, he's definitely become part of the team. But um, I think me and Todd sometimes get a little bit frustrated <laughs> with him and then he just looks at me with that cute face and I'm like, oh God, sorry, Morris, I didn't mean it. <laughs> <laughs> um, being realistic, you, you've probably had a really big year this year. Yeah, massive. I mean, Annabelle's been so successful. Yeah. And it's been so great to see because I feel like racing can give you so many opportunities. You you just have to be in the right place at the right time. But Annabelle has has managed to to curate this team that she's got and to utilize it to the best of her ability yeah. by knocking goals right, left and center. So for you with sales and marketing and communications, I, I'm tipping that it just hasn't stopped. No, not at all. <laughs> and it's you've almost sort of had this blank canvas at the start that's now really sort of evolved into something. Um, you know, and it's a real sort of talking point for people. But it's nice, you know, over the past sort of year, being able to sort of get a bit more of a of a brand as such and, you know, build a bit more of a business um, model on that. Yep. So, no, it's been good. And gosh, the results she's got have only, <laughs> have only been beneficial, you know, Made my job, you know, doing marketing and sales a million times easier. Easy. Yeah. <laughs> easy. That's what, yeah. that's what they all say. It's really easy. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so you would sort of be in the office. Do you write any track work? Um, I, I, I mean, I can. I do. Um, at the moment, we're sort of, you know, we've got a great team of riders and stuff. So, you know, I'll jump in if needed. But I tend to sort of step step back from that at the moment. Um, but we do get to see you riding at the beach. Yes, yeah, always ride at the beach on a Wednesday morning. So, so this is quite a big part of Annabelle's training. How important do you think that is for for their horses? Oh, yeah, really important. I um, I didn't realise sort of how much of a of a part of the routine it was, but I think just seeing them. And I know Annabelle does it a lot for sort of the physical benefits, but I think I can, well, I know we all see um, the rewards of the mental benefits as well, you know, taking them away from home in the truck when they're not going to the races, but they're going to quite a relaxing environment. It's it's really good for them. That must be so good, especially like... It's good for us as well. I was going to say, like you get out of the office yeah. and it's quite a nice view. I mean, the beach, I mean, the beach that we're talking about is literally right next to the airport. Yeah. So yeah. there's planes and everything going on, but it's quite a unique, um, it's quite a unique little little bit of paradise to take them to on a Wednesday yeah. morning. Yeah. <laughs> oh no, it is. It's um, yeah, it's amazing. I've sent a photo home to a friend from home before, and there's a plane sort of landing in the background, and I'm just riding, you know, in the water in the in one of these horses. <laughs> and she's like, "What are you doing?" <laughs> so this is my job. <laughs> this is Australia. Yeah. This is what we do here. Yeah. Yeah. So I mean, I. I I'm I'm so I'm so delighted for you to to be able to come into our industry and use this this these skill sets that you have because yeah. sometimes especially for trainers like they they're training horses and their horses and the welfare is is number one yeah with us and and so we're clients so we don't always get the time 
to talk about within our industry. But yeah. I'm so excited for for someone like you to come in and be able to showcase what's going on in stables and and getting new people into racing and just having a little bit of a new era. Yeah, about it. Like yeah. we're starting we're starting to change. Would you um do you see yourself seeing this industry for a long time? Yeah, I def I definitely do. It's I think it's it's funny where I had sort of that experience with horses growing up and then sort of combining more of my you know previous experience I've sort of found this niche that I just yeah love and you know really enjoy and as I said you know said earlier it doesn't really feel like work yeah um and something I find really rewarding is you know speaking to new clients on the phone who haven't been involved in a racehorse but you know they watch it on the tv on a Saturday and they want to sort of find a way to get more connected to the industry and sort of giving them that path and that journey through and how they can be a part of it. Um, that's something I, I really, really enjoy and, you know, f- found rewarding. It's quite unique. Yeah. It's a unique thing that you're yeah. essentially selling, but you're basically, you're advertising. You're saying, yeah. like, this, this, this exists. Yeah. Well, it's <laughs> very positive. I was actually speaking to someone the other day and it's a, it's a very positive role and job that I have. You know, I'm sort of promoting... Annabelle and and just bringing new people in who are sort of very supportive and um want to be a part of something yeah the growth <laughs> and yeah so I, you know it's good it it is one of those things racing because a lot of people sometimes think that it's unattainable you know they couldn't own a racehorse or a, they yeah. they couldn't be a part of that but it it racing for me and people that I've met along the way specifically be involved in racing because they want to be a part of something yeah and that's a lot of fun to sell yeah definitely (laughs) definitely and they you know they want sort of whether it's you know them saying you know to their mates oh my horse is racing at the races tomorrow or whether they actually just love horses yeah um it's it's good to sort of see the different people that we get in and and want wanting to be a part of it would you have come into the industry much sooner if you knew this was available to you uh yeah I I mean I don't really know to be honest with you I sort of I wasn't really sure where I was headed for when I came to Australia I, you know marketing and PR had sort of been the the funnel that I was looking to go down but industry wise I had not ne- you know never really sort of pinpointed an area um so yeah I mean I guess probably if I'd have known that you know this was an option then yeah it would have combined the both yeah. for you because <laughs> which is essentially what it has done yeah, yeah. Hasn't it? No, definitely. And so if you were to talk to someone that was sort of loved horses but had no clue what it was they were doing mm. or they they knew that they wanted to do something but it wanted to involve horses and they, maybe they didn't particularly want to be a trainer or ride them, what advice would you give them for entering this industry? Oh, it just there is so much that you can do. <laughs> there is so much you can do. I think, you know, I personally would, wouldn't want to train horses but I love – being part of you know a team that do um and yeah I think you know just exploring what's out there speaking to as many people as possible um because everyone has a little bit of a different story about how they got involved or you know what their role looks like and you know no role really in the racing industry seems very rigid you seem to have a lot of flexibility and, and movement within that which I think gives you a lot more experience down the line You've came from show jumping, um, you, know, you find yourself here. So the the contributing factor is is the fact that you love the horses. Mm. It's it's a difficult subject, but how do you feel about the welfare concerns ar- ar- surrounding our industry? 
I think I think there's a lot of people who are uneducated about it and who make assumptions, quite uneducated assumptions. Um, I look at all of our staff and, you know, Annabelle and Todd, and they, you know, love the horses. They just love them as animals. Um, and would, you know, us as a business would never want to do anything to jeopardize their welfare whatsoever. Um, so I think it's important for, you know, us to be promoting that and, you know, looking for different ways how we can support, you know, retraining, rehoming of thoroughbreds at the end of their racing career, for sure. Um, and just as an industry, um, you know, trying to re-educate those people who aren't that familiar with what goes on and, you know, how much these trainers and the staff just, just love the, the animals. <laughs> Do you think you might find yourself back in the saddle competitively in the future? Oh, um... <laughs> I'd quite like to. Yeah. I mean, I'd quite like to sort of go and have a pop around a couple of fences and, and see how that goes because I used to be show jumping mad and used to take it so seriously. So, um, so yeah, I mean, I wouldn't mind giving it a go. <laughs> well, show jumping's loss has most definitely been racing's gain. <laughs> um, Alex, I've loved having a chat to you. I've loved exploring your, your path into this industry because it's not, I find a lot of people here, we, we don't always have the same way and it's, it's okay. Like as as I speak to a lot of young people who don't quite know what they're doing or where they're going, God, you could end up anywhere here. Yeah. Um, but I think we're so lucky to have someone uh, like you who's so open minded, who's came into the industry, um, and and has just fully embraced it to a point that you're now cemented in one of the top racing stables in Sydney, and you get to you get to share that. So I really hope that that somebody takes inspiration. From, yeah. from from your path that you've taken and to be honest I'm I'm really excited to see how how you grow with Annabelle yeah. and 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 how this brand unfolds and how your skill set continues to um service service the industry and and promote what's going on yeah thank you I appreciate Super. that thank you so much thanks Hayley